Well, happy almost weekend on this last official Friday of summer 2016. It's Adam McNutt here with another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that, Adam, because I saw a meme not too long ago, a few weeks ago on Facebook that said, fall begins September 22nd. Put down the pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> and then it had a whole list of other things that apparently people that are too anxious for fall are guilty of doing to those of us who love summer when, quite frankly, summer lasts a few more weeks than most people give it credit for. And actually, as just a humorous aside, um, there was a little bit of a discussion about what to do with the school year because it seems like the school districts are adding days, trying to get a jump on the snow day situation. And I said, you know... All they would have to do is follow the regular calendar instead of the school calendar and go from September 21st to June 21st. Then they'd get some good, high-quality, no-snow weeks at the end of the school year, and I think they'd be fine. But that is a totally aside with nothing to do with what we're (laughs) discussing today other than your opening statement. So you never know where we will go on the Speaking for Him podcast, but let's... (laughs) Tighten it up now and get a little more serious as we are talking today about the virtue of courage. You know, as we go through these virtues and talk about how to apply them to our Christian life, it just is exciting to me because when you think about them individually, uh, you realize how exciting it is to live these out and to get the opportunity to show a difference between one who follows the Lord and one who does not. And so, Adam, will you kick us off with our quote of the day? And this comes from Mr. Ernest Egeming Yeboah. Ooh, you know what? We're going to call him Ernest today. <laughs> we'll call him Ernest A.Y. How's that sound? That was a good try. It was. <laughs> Thank it was you. a courageous effort. <laughs> Ugh, I think I pulled a muscle in the front of my face <laughs> trying to get that one out. All right. Our buddy Ernest here says, the strength of a man is less of the man and much more of who and what backs the man. And it's actually quite interesting because a couple of weeks ago we talked about humility. And I really think that, that humility and courage go hand in hand. And it kind of explains that in this quote, because a courageous man is not a perfect man. A courageous man is not uh, someone that necessarily lacks fear, although that's going to be part of the definition that we're going to discuss. But a courageous man is one who knows uh, why he is doing something, and perhaps even more importantly, who he is doing something for. And that's kind of reflected in this quote, too. Uh, What, who or what backs you? What makes you do the things you do? And for us as Christians, we know that Jesus Christ is our defense. He is our backup. Uh, So when we do things because he wants us to do them, we can know that he will be with us through it. He said uh, to Joshua, when Joshua was preparing to lead the children of Israel into the promised land, finally, you realize Joshua waited 40 years. To go into the promised land. He should have been able to go in after two weeks. He went in. Spied out the land with the other ten spies and Caleb. And only he and Caleb came back and said, let's go take the land. (laughs) The other ten were like, there's no way. There's giants in the land. And they were killed immediately. And then all the other uh, Israelites who were adults at that time were told, 
You're going to die in the wilderness and your kids are going to inhabit the land because you lack the courage to follow what God told you to do. And only Caleb and Joshua um, uh, lived to see the promised land. And Caleb, it talks about he was fighting battle against the enemies who were still in the promised land when he was in his 80s. Uh, can you imagine? He he wasn't like talking about a pension or retirement plan. Yeah. <laughs> so I just think that is kind of interesting. And uh, as we kick this off, Adam, why don't you give us uh, the definition of courage from the Webster's 1828 dictionary? All right. The Latin meaning is the heart. It means bravery and that quality of mind which enables men to encounter danger and difficulties with firmness or without fear or depression of spirits. It means valor, boldness, resolution. It is a constant uh, part of fortitude, but fortitude implies patience to bear continued suffering. Courage that also grows from constitution often forsakes a man when he has occasion for it. Courage which arises from a sense of duty acts in a uniform manner. Like it says out of Deuteronomy 31.6, be strong and of good courage. All right, and we're just going to unpack this a little bit. I think it's interesting that it talks about it It enables a man to encounter danger and difficulty with firmness or without fear or depression of spirit. You know, it's interesting that one of the greatest examples of this is our Lord Jesus Christ when he went to the cross. He set his face, the Bible says, like a flint toward Jerusalem. He went toward Jerusalem knowing that he was going there to die, but he was determined to get there. Because he knew that he needed to suffer for you and I to be redeemed. And so I think it's so important as we kick off uh, this, this part about courage to, um, to think about um, that as our ultimate example. And then um, it says, with firmness or without fear or depression. And I, I kind of disagree with this to a certain extent because i think you can have courage and still have fear Mm -hmm. um uh moses had his fears but god god talked to him directly and dealt with him firmly on that and and equipped him to be ready gideon was hiding in a wine press when god said uh god is with you mighty man of valor and he's like who who are you talking about he must have been looking around saying god you must be talking to somebody else because here I am hiding in a wine press because I don't want people to find me and beat me up and take my grain. <laughs> so how can you call me a mighty man of valor? But part of this is that with God, we can have courage and do what we never thought we'd be able to do on our own. And I think that's a very important part of what this this uh, whole issue of courage is all about. So, Adam, do you have any thoughts? I think it's interesting how you brought up that uh, with God, we can find that courage because so many times we think I always hear that phrase like, well, find the courage within, within. And then it hits me like, well, well, wait a minute. I mean, if you think about it, really, that courage comes from God because he is he is our strength to help us through all these things, all these things. I'm looking at courage, what it means, the valor, boldness, resolution. I'm thinking that's not easy to do, especially on your own. So relying on God for it, that was a really mind kind of opening thing to think about that. Oh, we need God to do this. Yeah, absolutely. And um, that kind of leads into our Bible spotlight, which is um, David. We're going to talk about David today. 
And David was the father of Solomon, who we talked about in our humility podcast. And David, when he was anointed king, initially they didn't even call him because he was the youngest. He was he was the least likely to be called. Matter of fact, they didn't think there was a possibility he could be king because when 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 uh, Samuel says one of your sons is going to be king, Jesse, call them all together so I can anoint the next king. Jesse, uh, Jesse leaves David out of the equation and says, um, let's just do this without him. And then uh, Samuel gets to the end of the line and God says, I have not chosen any of these. And he says, do you have another son? He didn't even tell him about David. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, they waited until David came and then David was anointed king because God makes it clear in that passage that God doesn't look on the outward appearance, but looks at the heart. And then further on, we we see in, I think it's First Samuel 19, that David fights Goliath. All these big strapping men who are older and bigger than David are shaking in their boots because this giant Goliath is mocking them and trying to make them scared. And David says, I'm going to fight him uh, because he is going against the true and living God. And uh, so he plucked up the courage because he said that he came in the power of the Lord of hosts. Mm -hmm. See, whoever you are and whatever you're called to do with God, you are a majority. And I think that's an important thing. All right. Well, uh, we're going to keep it, I think, a little shorter today, but we do have a couple more scriptures to share with you. So, Adam, why don't you uh, read those scriptures for us? Starting off from Acts 4.13, it says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Uh, Peter and John were fishermen. They were simple men. But with the influence of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, which he left, they were able to, along with the other apostles, as it says in Acts, turn the world upside down for Jesus. And these people that were supposed to be simple and unlearned were speaking with boldness because they had the power of Christ in them. And you can do the same. So I want to encourage all of you out there that when when God wants you to do something, he will equip you with the courage. He doesn't give it to you ahead of time or too late. He gives it to you right on time. And then one final um, passage here. Which comes from Acts 27, verses 21 through 25. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. And it's kind of interesting because this kind of goes back to our quote at the beginning of the podcast, Mm -hmm. doesn't it? He says, um, uh, what does he say? He says, uh, for there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. Remember, we talked in the beginning of the podcast of knowing who and what is behind you, uh, which will prompt you to do courageous things. And so I think that this 
uh, passage of scripture dovetails really well with that quote and just gives us a good foundation as we seek to embrace courage um, through this Christian life. Adam, as we wrap up today and our discussion on courage, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, just to kind of end it all up in a neat little bow, I feel like the the really big thing that got me thinking about this podcast is how we, we truly need God's help to truly unleash that courage in our own hearts. Just like with Peter and John, where a lot of men looked at them as they were, you know, unlearned, as they said back in the day, and, and ignorant men, but then they were able to exhort this, this courage and serve Jesus, and these people are like, whoa, how, how do they do that? Well, it was through Christ and not through themselves. So to find that true courage, we have to go to the source, which is ultimately Jesus. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for you today, but I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. I hope that you will take the opportunity, if you're enjoying these podcasts, to share the links on your Facebook and other social network, other social networks you may be affiliated with. That really does help us out. And as always, you can download the podcast free of charge from the website. And if you would like to support us in what we do, you may be more than welcome to send a donation to the address at my website and contact us at the contact information that we'll roll at the end of the show with any feedback or questions or comments on this episode or any of the others. Um, I think that's all we have for you today, but until next week, have a great weekend and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.